Hello from ABA Tech Show 2018 in Chicago, Illinois. My name is Victor Lee. Judy Selby. And I'm Sharon Nelson. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road in the Windy City. Today we're talking about cybersecurity insurance and uh, my two guests are Judy Selby and Sharon Nelson. Could you please just quickly introduce yourselves and uh, what you do? Sure, I'm the principal of Judy Selby Consulting. Uh, I bring 25 years of insurance litigation experience to my insurance consulting firm. So I help companies and policyholders get the right cyber insurance coverage. And I'm Sharon Nelson. I am the president of Sensei Enterprises, which does legal technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics. And I am the co-author, I think, of 16 books. I'm really crazy. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, both of you, thank you for joining us today. So your panel this morning at Tech Show was entitled Cyber Insurance, Necessary, Expensive, and Confusing as Hell. <laughs> you like the title? That's a great title. <laughs> but let's take each one of those elements separately. So. First, can you talk a little bit about why cyber, cyber insurance is necessary? Sure. Well, I don't even like to use the term cybersecurity because it's really a misnomer. There's no such thing as 100% cybersecurity. I prefer the term cyber risk management. So you manage as many of the risks as you can. And for risks that you really can manage, uh, companies should really consider transferring those through insurance. And so, you know, the risks aren't going away anytime soon. They're constantly evolving. And so... Getting cyber insurance can provide a real lifeline for companies that are dealing with breaches, social engineering attacks, business interruption, and other things that can really uh, do some serious damage to their business. There's no silver bullet. We all wish there were, but there isn't. And so what we do is we take everything technology can do. We got a gap and we fill the gap with cyber insurance and manage our risk. Judy's dead right. Gotcha. So the next part was expensive. So whenever lawyers hear that, you know, the, the alarm bells go off. Um, you know, unless, unless, unless you're, you know, rolling in a pit of gold, which I don't know too many lawyers that do that anymore. So why is it expensive? Well, it's expensive in part because the market's so new and it has no predictive indicators. We don't go back very far. So the insurance companies are all over the map in their pricing. But the average for a small firm is probably somewhere in the vicinity of $10,000, according to the studies that have been done for appropriate cybersecurity. Um, it, for the big firms, it's of course much, much, much greater. But smaller firms can get a lesser policy that still has good insurance and at a lower price point. But if I could follow up on that, you know, expensive is relative compared to what? If you are, you are taking this, the impact, the financial impact, the reputational impact, the business interruption impact of this without any insurance, certainly that will be much more expensive in the long run than any cyber insurance premium. So before we get to the confusing as hell part, uh, um, I did want to ask a question. If, if I'm a lawyer and I have a, I have a practice and I have malpractice insurance, just re, you know regular insurance that I pay on you know every month or however it works, and then I just assume oh well I'm covered for everything. Is that like a terrible assumption for for me to make? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not a great assumption to make. Um, it, you know, you may be dealing with cyber exclusions in those types of policies. And even if you're not, the coverage that would be afforded would be uh, not nearly as comprehensive with regard to uh, covered risks and new emerging risks that, uh, that you could get under a cyber insurance policy. If your computers are destroyed, they'll replace the computers. If your data is compromised, 
that's a whole different issue. Then you need cyber insurance. And you won't get those, what we call first party costs covered. So when you, if you have a breach incident, for example, and you need to bring in a breach coach to help you, you need to hire a forensic firm to find out what happened. You need to send out notifications, uh, credit monitoring, things of that nature. You won't have that type of coverage under, uh, under your typical like E&O professional liability coverage. Gotcha. So was that the confusing as hell part or is there more to it? There's a lot more to that. Gotcha. So can we talk a little bit about that? Why is it so confusing? It's confusing because it's never comparing apples to apples. You're always comparing apples to oranges because no two policies look the same. Their definitions are different and the definitions you constantly are cross-referencing with the policy that you're offered. So you can't figure the darn things out. So you actually need help and the best help is a skilled broker who really knows cyber insurance and they know the good policies, they know the good companies and they can help you get the coverage you need. So a friend of mine says cyber insurance policies are like snowflakes, uh, no two are the same. And that's really, really true. And the devil is certainly in the details. You need to get in there and, and really examine them and cross-reference them uh, and, and, it, and it's hard to do. But the first thing you have to do when you're getting the coverage is first look at Look internally, what coverage do we need? You know, do a risk assessment, do an assessment of your cyber risk profile. You know, uh, a law firm has a very different cyber risk profile than a hospital, for example. So you want to be, be careful and make sure you get the right coverage to fit your, your particular cyber risk profile. And then when you're trying, when you're out in the, the marketplace dealing with all these different carriers with all their different forms, that's where it gets really challenging. But it also creates great opportunities for companies because it's a soft market. They have leverage before they buy to negotiate for more favorable policy terms. Uh, if one carrier says, no, we won't cover this, and you say, well, the other carrier's covering this, and here's what they're doing, you know, the chances are they may go that way. The thing is, you just have to know what these issues are going into the, uh, going into the negotiation process. Sounds like this whole thing is still very kind of Wild West in, in a lot of ways. That's the term I always use, Victor, is right. Wild West, yeah. Um, so if, if, I'm a, if I'm a listener and I'm freaking out right now about, you know, how do I, what do I even start with? How do I even go about trying to figure out what my first step even is, what would you recommend to, to that listener? Well, I have a five-step process, and I talk about that in my, uh, my book, uh, Demystifying Cyber Insurance, Five Steps to Getting the Right Coverage. First step is doing the, uh, the risk assessment, finding out what your risk profile is. The second step is looking at your existing coverage, see if you have any cyber insurance risk coverage in other policies, be aware of that. Third step is uh, a complicated one, but it's applying for coverage and making sure you're very accurate in your answers and that you know the questions that you're responding to, you're not guessing. Fourth step is picking that right coverage. Fifth step is making sure you understand any representations that you made in the application. So if you say we always encrypt data at rest, that means through the life of the policy, not just on the day you fill out the application response. So you want to make sure you understand that and you want to make sure you understand the policy obligations, such as how to give notice, how to file a claim, uh, things of that nature. So that's my five-step process to getting the right coverage. And, and I recommend a security audit because the security audit is going to catch almost everything that the insurance company is going to ask. And so then you've got a chance to know exactly where you are in the security landscape. And you get a chance to remediate your, your most serious problems before you fill out an application for cyber insurance. So before I let you go, I, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that uh, since this is ABA Tech Show, parented by the ABA, uh, the ABA does offer cyber insurance to people. So feel free to check that out. Just a quick shameless plug on my part. So uh, before we close out today, I have one last question for you. If 
our listeners would like to follow up with you, what's the best way to reach out? Well, uh, LinkedIn is great. Uh, my website, uh, www.judyselbyconsulting.com uh, or judyselbyconsulting at gmail.com. And Sensei Enterprises, you can just Google that. That's fine. Get to the website. But my email is snelson at sensei.com. And if I find you there, I will answer you. Thanks. Great. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for having us. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please find us and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh